Well, hello there. Welcome to Biblical Chili. Why don't you follow me and I'll find a place for you to take that load off. The boys are just about to start. If you've been here before, welcome back. But if this is your first time, let me fill you in on a few details. You see, we speak openly about the Bible and our daily walk with Christ. And it's our continuing prayer that everyone that walks through those doors grows a little closer to Jesus every day. And I tell you what, you came at a great time too. The boys are walking through the entire Bible from cover to cover, one story at a time. Speaking of stories, we'd love to hear yours. So why don't you tell us all about it in that box below called comments. And after this is all over, if you like what you heard, on the way out, there's a button called subscribe. It's red and it's got a little bell next to it. Oh, and tell your friends. Oh, 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 here we go. Here's a nice seat right up front for you. Now you sit down and get comfortable. And I'd like to sit here and talk to you and get to know you better, but that was the door. I got to go. Those boys better get the lead out and get going. This crowd seems restless. I'm coming, I'm coming. Order up. Tonight we're going to be talking on Jacob's Ladder. Speaking of Jacob's Ladder, we have a, a guest here, Jake. He is a, uh, I would murder your last name, man, um, Do Doberens? Doberens, yeah, yeah. Doberens, all right. He is a fellow podcaster, and he, he launched a um, new podcast today, uh, Creatively Christian. I'm going to hand the reins over to him so he can tell us a little bit more about himself and about his show, and then we'll get the show on the road. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. Uh, it is good to be here in Chile with you. It's really hard to describe me. I do a lot of different things. I'm a minister. I'm a middle school teacher. I am a podcaster, an entrepreneur in various ways. I have my master's of theological studies from Oklahoma Christian University. Just got that last year. And now I have fun. I do fun things on the internet like podcasts. I'm uh, the host of The Bible But Funnier, where we humorously retell Bible stories. And uh, just today, as you mentioned, I launched Creatively Christian, a show that I'm not actually on. I'm kind of behind the scenes doing the producer thing. Uh, but on that show, um, the hosts interview creative you know, artists and innovators and entrepreneurs uh, who are believers about their life, work, and theology. That's a really exciting project. Both those projects, the podcasts, are under Theophany Media, which is the company I run that allows me to dip my hands in a bunch of creative projects. So there you go. You should find it on all the podcasting platforms and YouTube as well. <laughs> all right. Why don't we go ahead and kick this off? Uh, Justin, why don't you lead us off in prayer, man? Certainly. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. Uh, we pray that you'll send your Holy Spirit to this place, no matter where we are. And I also pray, Lord, that you'll uh, bless this talk as we speak about your word in the book of Genesis. Uh, Father, please give us something that we can share with somebody else as this uh, week it finishes off, Lord. We love you so much, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're actually going to be tackling half of chapter 28 in Genesis. Jacob leaving Isaac and going to see Laban. Well, we are now picking that up right where Jacob's having a nightmare of uh, a hardware store and, and ladders and stuff. <laughs> Chapter 28, verse 10. And it says, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. 
and he lighted up a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took he took of the stones of that place and put them for pillows and lay down in that place to sleep and he dreamed and behold a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to the heaven and behold the angels of god ascended and descending on it all right i'm going to pause here i think i'd have nightmares too if i had to sleep on stones <laughs> just, I'm just thinking about that. Like, and that, it sounds hard. Justin and I were talking about this earlier. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the reasoning is? Why would they gather stones if there were stones in the area? Why would they lay on the stones instead of on the ground? So the stones at many times were used for. You could actually heat them up and actually create body heat, and that's actually a good survival tip. So if you warm up the rocks, the rocks will stay warm and it'll keep you warm. Well, that, that makes sense. That actually makes sense. I was like, of everything around there, why would they lay on the ground? Why would you just lay on the ground? I do, I do have something else for this one. Okay, okay. So, so like the whole ladder thing, it, it got me puzzled. And so I looked it up. We're going to jump out of Genesis for this one, believe it or not. Because in John 1.51... Jesus says, so actually, I'll start with 150. So this is um, Nathaniel, and he's talking to him. He's uh, talking to him. He says, so in 49, 149, John 149 says, uh, Nathaniel answered and said to him, meaning Jesus, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And then verse 50 says, Jesus answered and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe you will see greater things than these? He said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter, check this out, hereafter you shall see heaven opened up and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. I thought that was awesome because it sounds like, now you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but it sounds like God was more or less giving Jacob a I, I almost want to say prophetic vision because apparently Jesus himself here is stating that he is the ladder that connects heaven and earth together. Am I, am I off on this? What do you guys think? I, I could buy that. Yeah. <laughs> I have to think about it. That's interesting. Well, just, I, I looked it up cause I'm like, I know someone else said something about this ladder mm -hmm. in scripture and Jesus was the one that did it. And Jesus said that the angels of God are going to be ascending and descending on the son of man. The angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Like those are his exact words. So it sounds like, I mean, I don't know. Cause I mean, Jacob is the lineage of Jesus. Yeah. So technically Jesus does come out of Jacob. Well, eventually, I mean, several, several generations. Down down line. Line. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. So are you saying it's kind of like a, messianic prophecy is that sort of I, what you're trying to say yeah i think that i think that's like it's a prophetic yeah i, I guess yeah i guess that's that's a better verbiage so the messianic prophecy for those of you who don't know messianic just means messiah so that like it's a prophecy about the coming of jesus basically am i am i right on that jake like verbiage it's, wise i don't want to mess this verbiage up. wise yeah yeah definitely it's it's really challenging sometimes when you're looking at the old testament to try to like parse out well what would this audience understand and then how do we read it as christians 
as as believers, as you know, New Testament Christians, we can kind of look back and see, oh, well, we can kind of connect the dots here, and that's what the messianic prophecies are all about: connecting the dots to what we know now. Right. Did you have something, Sully? Okay. Yeah, I have two things. One, I thought we were playing Jacob's Ladder, not crossword puzzles. <laughs> and then two, just to refresher, doesn't Messiah mean God? It means uh, anointed. Oh, anointed. So okay. A king or a prophet. There are a lot of different people could be anointed with oil, but they're like, you know, special cool people. <laughs> But Jesus but was like, like the capital M Messiah. Right, right, right. He was the anointed type of thing. Right. Yeah. And then Christ is the is a Greek term for anointed. So oh, when we say so when we say Jesus Christ the Messiah, it's it's like saying Jesus Christ the anointed anointed. Okay, now, <laughs> yeah. that I, now that I say that I know Christ means anointed, but I might have to I might have to say don't quote me on the Messiah thing. That sounds right, but I'm now no. no I think you're. I think you're right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to continue on verses 13 through 17 because there's a a part in 17 that stuck out to me that I want to talk about. In verse 13, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, "I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac, and the land whereon thou liest. To thee I will give it, and to thy to and to thy seed." And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in my seed, in thy seed, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Okay, I got to pause here for a second. Because of what we've known from uh, the lineage and the hard-headedness of the guys that God's been talking to through here, both Abraham and Isaac, I like how he's being really specific now. Like he's like to the north and to the east and to the south and to the west, just so nothing's lost in translation here. All right. I, <laughs> I, I tried being really vague with your grandfather there, but uh, you know, now I'm trying to be really specific here. <laughs> because he got the exact same blessing, but he's getting more specific as he gives it. As you see it go from one to the next, no longer is it, just look at the stars. Your your offspring will be as many as this. Now right. it's uh, the things of the earth again, and in all directions, all directions will you will you be spread. Right, and now in right. verse fifteen, and behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whether thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid, and he said, How dreadful is this place! This is none other but the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Well, I mean, dreadful, wouldn't it emphasize in Scripture dreadful, like just something spectacular, like something out there? Well, yeah, we have that language of you know the fear of god right which isn't right. like you know we're like scared but it's like whoa right this use of awesome is like like the very literal definition of like awe some of that <laughs> i guess i don't know <laughs> something so amazing you're probably shaking your boots but you're also like this i gotta file this away for later because it's a cool experience that's how i imagine right. it 
Oh, but side note, I did look up uh, the Hebrew word Mashiach is the word, and it does mean anointed. All right. Good. Two points. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I, I think it's awesome. And I know, I know it is backtracking just a little bit here. We're back to verse, oh, I don't know, what was it? Uh, 15, where he says, I will bring you back to this land. And I, I just, I think that's awesome because he left for what? It was just over 14 years, wasn't he? He left for like almost 20 years, I want to say. Because of the, I mean, this is future future episodes, but like the whole like seven years, seven years, and then he stayed for a couple more years, and so like he didn't even return mm -hmm. for almost yeah, so it was like almost twenty years or something like that. But God promised him here that you will be coming back to this, you will be coming back to your your family, to your land. So was it really interesting? Tom earlier was talking about he was calling this a nightmare already. He kept mentioning this is Jacob's nightmare when when you kind of originally read it. I mean, my this translation I have here, I think this is just the NIV. It says dream, and when you read it, there doesn't seem anything really nightmarish about it. But then when you get later and you see his reaction, there is something scary about this. Even though, you know, it, the words aren't very crazy and frightening. I mean, depending on what kind of angels he's seen, that could be pretty weird because we get some pretty wild descriptions of angels sometimes. But it's well, not necessarily that kind of nightmare. Well, let, let me ask you guys, uh, especially Jake, because you're going be down more... this road. He also just left. He's literally running from home for his life at this moment. Mm -hmm. So would, do you think that would apply in some manner of this being like, whoa, what just happened? Like he's literally afraid, just literally for his life. He's afraid for his life because he knows his brother's after him. So do you think that would, I guess constitute this nightmarish thing jake and tom you guys are talking about this well he knows he's gonna get to pop out some kids if he's gonna have <laughs> descendants or so numerous so he knows he's gonna at least get to that point before he dies i i don't know if that mm. would be a comfort or not that's interesting yeah, yeah. i i just know that like so the just the episode just before this he's frightened for his life because his brother literally wants to go out and kill him so I'm I'm just thinking of the the emotional side of that. Wouldn't that play into this at some point? I mean, <laughs> what is this dream? And this is his first night sleeping out under the stars, and, you and know, not knowing what to do with his night. And his first deep conversation with God, like, um, yeah. And that there, it's, it's enough to jar you, you know. Like, um, oh, uh, I'm gonna get this wrong. Um, what's it, Isaac? Isaac, they had the the dream where, um the shadow came out and, and, and spoke to him? Or was that Abraham? Oh, I'd have to look back. Right? And we just talked about it. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. It was like, it was enough to get his attention because his, his utterance when he woke up was like, God's in this place and I didn't even realize it. You know, l listening to his dad and understanding the, the messages from his grandfather and stuff all of his life. Again, never experienced it. Always thought it was a good idea. Followed the traditions. But then they experienced it firsthand and was like, whoa. Because if, if this is, I don't know, would, I, I guess wouldn't it be different? Because it was, he wasn't seeing a dream dream, you know, not like the, 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 the cash dump of his subconscious for the, for the day 
he's literally seeing a vision that God is giving him, like a dream, like a real, like this, this dream had meaning behind it. So, I mean, wouldn't he wake up in a cold sweat? Have you guys ever woken up to a dream like that? I have. Where your heart's racing and you're just like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, definitely. I've I woken up startled like that, but um, normally it's because like kids are jumping on me or something, and it's real life. <laughs> but never, never from a dream. I, mean, I know this is off color, but you know that that whole saying when you see a bathroom in your dreams, never use it. I, I've had I've had a family member that walks in her sleep, and when we were younger, she would walk in her sleep a lot and try to. <laughs> I love my family, but it, it runs in the family because my daughter does the same thing now. She she wakes up literally two hours after she goes to bed every time, every single time, and she's just circling her bed like, "Where's the bathroom? You left off on seventeen, didn't you?" Um, I finished seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, 18. so eighteen. Yeah. It says, "Then Jacob rose early in the morning and took the stone that he had put at his head, set it up as a pillar, and poured oil on top of it," which Jake, you just talked about oil. Oil in the in the Old Testament, what was it used for? I believe you just mm-hmm. said it. So you said yeah, anointing. Used, yeah, yeah. So it was used for anointing. The stone. He yeah. messiahed it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he messiahed it. Uh, then he called the name of the place Bethel, but the name of the city had been Luz previously. Okay. I actually I looked this up because I was like, I know what Bethel means. I looked up Bethel. Bethel means house of God, which you just read, Tom, in verse 17. So he, he okay. I don't know. I, I think I just I find it weird that they put it in like two languages, I guess. Like they gave the definition of the word and then he called it whatever it was. Yeah, the uh, last they, person to talk to to sit down and talk to Christ or to God for that matter while they were awake was Abraham. You know, um, biblically, so far, you know, just before Sodom and Gomorrah. So he talked, he directly talked to Abraham. Did he ever talk to Abraham's son, Isaac? I feel like the Bible kind of skips over Isaac. Like It does, doesn't he's it? He's in the list, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, but he's not, you know, because the main character. I, I think it's only, yeah, I think it's only like two chapters. Like, You're right. He's, hey, he's a little yeah. kid and his dad tries to kill him and then he gets away. Uh-huh. And like those are the. And two... then he gets old, and he's blind. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets old. Yeah, he is I'm a sure fuzzy I... kid and a not so fuzzy kid. Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, he's mentioned in the story of Jacob and Esau a lot, but it's more like he's just a background character. Okay, so you know how I just talk about how he was going to come back. Okay, so it says in verse twenty, then Jacob made a vow, saying, "If God will be with me and keep me in my way." that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put upon me. Verse 21. So that I come back to my father's, to my father's peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. So he's reiterating the promise, but he, he actually does come back that we find out. And this is many, many chapters later. This is all the way back in like chapter all the way forward, like chapter 35. I love the promises of God that you, you, you see God have make these promises for people and God is the one that makes it happen. If you know what I mean? 
God is the one that stands up and says, no, I'm going to make this happen. Let, you know, put the burden on me. I'm going to make this work. Mm-hmm. You don't think this, this is a little bit snarky. I don't know what the word is. It's just kind of like, Hey God, if you do this for me, then you'll be yeah. my God and we'll make this happen. Like, I mean, my name is Jacob. I, I will, you know, embrace the Jacobness at sometimes that, uh, I bargain with God, but Jacob has a real problem with uh, tricking people. So I, I don't know how to feel right. about this. Is this like faithfulness? Is this the opposite of that? Like he wants some proof or something? I don't know. Well, in, in yep. uh, verse 20, it said he vowed a vow. So this is like a promise, like a solemn oath um, that, that if God will be with me and will keep me this way that I go, and will give me bread to eat and the raiment to put on, um, then this shall be the house of my Lord. So he's like, this is the first time you're talking to me. I've heard stories, but I vow this vow. You hold up your end of the bargain, I'll hold up mine. <laughs> kind of deal. I can see where right, you're going with right. that, Jake. It's almost like he's trying to get a signing bonus for it. <laughs> well, he only he does only say this after he gets the promise from God, right? I mean, technically... Yeah. Yeah. He he woke up. He he uh, was stirred. He he uh, quickly uh, flipped up his his pillow and threw oil on it and vowed a vow because it was all like, okay, if this is real, if this is if this is not a dream, if this is really real, and I'm not just hallucinating, then and I, and this is true, then I'm going to follow through with this if if my dreams are are, are what I think they are. Because right. how could he discern? You know, it's like I, I woke up. That's true. Although I, I would wager that they definitely handled dreams differently than us. I don't know that they would always meet dreams with skepticism like we would today. Like, oh, that's not real. That doesn't have any significance. He's right. probably a little bit more primed to see significance. Although I do think it's he probably is doing some kind of testing here, especially in a world where he might not have known, you know, what God is talking to him. Like, I, I mean, even if, even though these guys are monotheists, they are in this world where any number of spirits or weird things could be talking. Who knows if this is legit? So might as well anoint a stone and make a vow. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause he, I'm sure they had some sort of outside influences at some point. I mean, it never says that Jacob necessarily, falls prey to them but at the same time it never you know like there's that there's that fine line well he would have been around this kind of stuff so maybe he would you know be influenced by it to some negative effect that's a good point point. and the cool so, thing I, I think about this is the the influence like right now we're all kind of numb to our our uh, environment all the stuff on tv all the stuff on media all the the things that are out there they didn't right. have that so for him to be able to dream something that he's never saw before, things that he's never thought of before, things that weren't put in there subliminally, I could see how they could make that carry weight. Because like right now, it's like, oh, I had a nightmare last night. Well, what did you eat before bed? You know, did you did you eat too late? Oh, it, it's that it's those it's, it's that music you're listening to. I know it. And it was that TV show you were watching just before you dozed off. Everyone wants well, to explain he, it away. 
Do you know Solomon did say that about dreams? He actually did say that uh, dreams are the culmination of the day's events, or something like that. He says, I think it's in Proverbs or something like that. Like King Solomon says something to that effect. So they did know that the day affected your dreams at night. Let me go ahead and read the last verse here, uh, verse 22. And it says, And this stone which I have set a pillar shall be God's house, or Bethel. And of all that you gave, you give me, you meaning God, you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Like I, I've, And I've heard this, and I don't want to, this is kind of a side rabbit trail that I don't want to go down, but I've heard people say that, you know, tithing wasn't instituted until, you know, much, much later on. But we find all the way back in Genesis, for some reason, they always said whenever they wanted to give something to God, it was always a tenth. It was always a tenth, a tenth, a tenth, a tenth. And I don't, I don't know where they got it because it wasn't really established until Moses. Um, like, I, I shouldn't say established. I should say codified until Moses, you know. Codified just means written down. So, but I just I found that interesting that he's like, oh yeah, by the way, God, I'll just I'll give you a tenth of everything I own. Oh, and at this point, he doesn't own anything. So, <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. You know, you say I'll give you a tenth of my you know twenty bucks. It doesn't mean as much. <laughs> so, maybe he's being cheeky again. Who knows? <laughs> he just gave a tenth. He he gave one of the rocks that he was sleeping on to anoint. <laughs> and some oil, yeah. Got rid of some oil. That's a precious commodity. <laughs> yeah, it could have been his favorite rock, you know. And gave his, his first my favorite first rock. rock. <laughs> it was the first pet rock, guys. Mm -hmm. I still can't believe that was an actual thing. <laughs> Hey man, they made. I heard they made like a million bucks off that idea. Yeah, no, oh, I think to... they made ten million off of that idea in the nineteen seventies. Plus all the accessories that went with it. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, look, oh, I can't say that. <laughs> all right, well, awesome guys. This I think this was a, a thorough walkthrough. I, and I, I know this is just a short little blip in in the story of Jacob, but there's just so many small sections in Jacob so that we uh, we want to make sure that we get that time in to, to go through these. So may maybe we'll hit another one tonight. We'll find out. But um, would somebody go ahead and want to close us in a word of prayer? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, again, we, we come to you and thank you for um, being able to do this, being able to get together with, with friends from near and far, Lord, and, and just uh, walk, through your, walk through your scripture the, the love letter that you left for us. And Lord, I just pray that uh, it blesses somebody tonight. I pray that the, the words that we said um, aren't misleading and, and just are, are here to glorify you and draw people closer to you, Lord. I ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Excellent. All right. Thanks again, Jake, yeah. for joining us. And thank you guys all for joining us tonight. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Well, hello, everyone. Now that this is all over, I hope you had a great time. Now listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I'm closing up. And the boys gave me this note to let you know. You can get a hold of them on something called Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Podcast. Podcast? What are they, fishing for whales? Listen, folks, just look up Biblical Chili anywhere. I'm sure you'll be able to find them out there. 
And until, Lord willing, we'll see you again. May the Lord bless you. Goodbye. Do you think they're still listening? I doubt it. There can't be that many people that listened all the way to the end of the track. Most will probably skip it. But in case you did, congratulations. You're one of the few. We love you.